Hello, and welcome to Season of the Bitch, the leftist podcast that is ready to roast your ass. Today we have Laura. Zoe. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Um, hey. <laughs> it's us. <laughs> uh, so uh, if you are not familiar, um, Zoe and I have been doing a roasted series um, on Patreon. So it's been Patreon only content for a while, but we thought we'd do a fun one on our regular feed to kind of give people a taste of what they're what they're missing. Um, so yeah, if you're not aware, our Roasted series is an astrology series. Um, and we kind of mix between uh, roasting ourselves, first and foremost. Uh, there's never a roasted episode that doesn't roast ourselves mercilessly. So <laughs> if you like just getting to know us more, they're, they're for you. Um <clears throat> And we have also roasted famous people. So we have an entire roasted episode that specifically focuses on the 2020 Democratic candidate um, folks, the Democratic candidates, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) the candidate folks, the the candidates, (laughs) just add the S, Laura, it's fine. (laughs) Um, No, uh, yeah. Then we also have roasted people's charts who listen to the podcast. So maybe you've been one of those people. Maybe you know someone who's been one of those people. But yeah, we also try to roast some randos who want us to roast their charts. And we have quite the backlog of charts, which we're getting to. Um, Yes. Yeah. Like several of my friends have been like, Zoe, when are you roasting me on your podcast? I'm like, soon. Okay. Always soon. Um. Yes, I don't know why my throat is like, um, always soon. And that being said, if you want to be added to our queue of folks who are doing that, you can uh, send Zoe or I a DM and we'll we'll get your chart. We'll get that situated. To be clear, a DM of your chart and nothing else. Correct. (laughs) That is the one thing you are allowed to DM us. Exactly. And... (laughs) So, okay, today what we decided we would do is roast some famous leftists. Um, So we've got all your faves lined up, um, as well as some that you maybe wouldn't be thinking that we would do. But, yeah, so um, in in this, we'll kind of go through a little bit of, like, astrology basics, too, for those of you that maybe aren't sure what different planets or things like that mean. Um... And we're just going to roast some folks, so buckle up. Prepare for the roasting. First up is Daddy Marks. Papa. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> so let's just put it this way. Karl Marx has a ton of Taurus, so shout out to the only good Earth sign. <laughs> just, ah, Okay. <laughs> It's fine. Everything's fine. Coming in hot. Coming coming in hot hot. with the roasts. Um, It's not a surprise that your two fire sign beauties have a little bit of issues with earth signs. However, our other 
our other person who helps us with roasted is Alicia and she is a Taurus sun. So that is the same as Mark. So, you know, we have no choice but to stand. Um, just as a, some background info, the sun is, um, your, I, your, (laughs) the sun is your ego, your identity and role in life. It's the core of who you are and it's the sign you're most likely to know. So when people are like, oh, what's your sign? They're talking about your sun sign. So and the way that I think about this is because like someone was saying like, oh, does your air like if your Aries is this and your moon or sorry, if your sun is this and your moon is this, like do those things cancel each other out or whatever? The the way that I think about the sun sign is that the sun sign is going to affect all of your other signs. Like if you have one your sun sign in something and the rest of your chart is something else, your all of that is still going to be influenced by your sun sign because it's the core of who you are. So it's just going to show up in a bunch of different ways. Anything to add to that, Zoe? <laughs> Um, no, I was just going to say, or if you're like me and your whole chart is in the same sign, then, you know, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's all, it's going to be powerful. <laughs> and Mark has but, three signs in Taurus, his moon, his rising and his Venus. So we'll get into yeah. what all that means. But that is powerful Taurus energy for sure. Yeah, I love that. Um, <laughs> no, yesterday I was out to lunch and um, you describing the the sun, what the sun means reminded me because the these two women sitting behind me were talking about like what your moon sign means and they were like arguing over what it is and like they were both incorrect and it was to see it yeah it was taking like all of my willpower to not just turn around and be like so actually (laughs) your moon sign um let me tell you is it's your inner self but we'll get to that we love to see it and zoe for for the fans what part of your sign made you want to turn around and do that (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, just about all of it. (laughs) I mean, I would say definitely, you know, my Sag sun and primary Sag placements, but also my Taurus rising, um, Mm -hmm. bringing it back to Mark's. Tauruses, you know, don't really like when other people are insisting on being wrong. Yes, it's very true. Um, You'll see this most. Okay, well, let's get into exactly what a sun in Taurus means first. But so Marx's son is in Taurus, meaning he was fundamentally stable, deliberate, and practical, though somewhat stubborn. His sensual side takes comfort and pleasure very seriously. He appreciates nice things when they're useful and meaningful. And people appreciate how reliable he was. So let's just like break that down a little bit. Um, First of all, this, I think we see show up in particularly the way that he like writes his footnotes in like being (laughs) so stubborn and like kind of mocking other intellectuals at the time. Um, And he didn't consider himself an intellectual too, which I kind of feel like is also a Taurus move, like kind of trying to fly under the radar, even though, uh, even though you like are, are so certain that your truth is the absolute truth. Yep. All all earth signs kind of have that vibe going on. But um so I I looked into this because we actually are gonna But Tauruses have... are definitely sorry. No, no, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, well, like, as we were saying, Taurus is the best earth sign. Taurus is definitely the most like sensible of the earth signs. And it's the only earth sign that's like also associated with sensuality. So I think like 
other earth signs can come across as like cold and calculated and robotic. And I think the reason why Taurus doesn't is because it's ruled by Venus, um, which is the planet of romance. And um, so there's there's definitely a much deeper like sense of sensuality with Taurus than there will be. Tauruses are. Yeah, they're like the horny earth side. Yeah, which we love. We love to see it. <laughs> um, so I I looked into a little bit of why Tauruses have been prominent leftist leaders, um, particularly writers in the past, um, because as we'll get to in a little bit, uh, Marx is not our only leftist daddy that we're going to be talking about. <laughs> um, so I was reading from this article, and so I'm just going to kind of read from that and some of the pieces that felt important to like what we're seeing here with Marx, just to also give folks kind of an overview of some of the stuff we're talking about here. So um, popular astrology tells us that those ruled by Taurus are stubborn, materialistic, and gluttonous. Astrological and mythological sources do in some ways support these claims, and versions of those qualities are inevitably present in the works of Taurus writers. Ruled by hedonistic, romantic Venus and associated with the element of Earth, they are known for delighting in simple, worldly pleasures. If the first sign of the zodiac cycle, Aries, is about the individual, then the second represents all things closest to them, valued possessions, self-esteem, and personal ethics included. A fixed modality, signs falling in the middle of the season, associated with sustenance and stability, influences Taurus's famous stubborn reputation. Once they have their righteous mindset, there is no way to change it. Add Venus to the mix, and Taurus is one of the most faithful signs. So reputably argumentative, Taurians seek to find the objective value of things, and the preferred way for a Taurus to go about that task is through debate, which is amazing. Um, Taurus rules the throat, making it one of the most expressive signs. This cul culminates in an unwavering, persistent expression of what the Taurus deems right. Although Venus is best known for symbolizing love and relationships, it also rules values in money. So with all of this in mind, it should be no surprise that Karl Marx's um, sun, moon, and Venus placement are all in Taurus. These placements make perfect sense for Marx, whose entire philosophy and life work sought to determine the true material value of labor. Um, yeah, we love to see it. We love to see those like <laughs> concurrencies there. Yeah, I think we also see how, like, like Tauruses are super loyal, as you were saying. And, I mean, Marx was fucking dedicated to the cause. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. I think, yeah, like, one thing about Tauruses being loyal, like, so my rising is Taurus. And then um, my really good friend that I've been good friends with since high school, she's a Taurus sun and Sag rising, which are Sages are also loyal friends, not really for dating. Maybe we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> but no, so like obviously partially you can tell by just like our longstanding friendship, but we're both like super loyal. Mm -hmm. And I love that about Taurus. That's why they're very like sensible and stable friends to have in your life. Um, and really Marx is a stable friend to us all, right? Absolutely. Love to see it. Like he is, you know, a a giant foundational boulder to the left, and we love him. Absolutely. Although he is pedantic, which is also a thing of a Taurus. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's like an earth sign thing. And, yeah. Yep. It is an earth sign thing. 
and getting to his rising sign, which is Aquarius. Um, your rising sign is what people tend to see you as when they first meet you or, you know, sort of the, the energy you bring when you're like in an extroverted situation. Um, so Marx's rising sign is in Aquarius, which we did recently. So I remember some of it. I'm going to also try to pull up more information, but, um, an Aquarius rising can come off as they're very intellectual, creative, um, can come across as pretentious. Mm-hmm. Prone to abstraction, though somewhat detached or abrupt in their dealings of the real world. Um, and their interests may seem eccentric or pretentious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that makes a lot of sense with his his writing. So through this, I'm also realizing that my dad is a moon in Taurus, which is like how I, I put my dad in co-star everyone because you should know mm-hmm. your parents' shit. It's really helpful. It helps everything. For your emotional well-being. Yeah. Also, Jeremy Corbyn is also a Taurus moon. Mm, love to see it. Yeah. So the moon, as you may guess, because I think like a lot of literature and things have always like pointed at the moon as being this like emotional thing. The moon rules your emotions, moods, and feelings. This is most likely the sign you think of yourself as since it reflects your personality when you're alone or deeply comfortable. Marx's moon is in Taurus, meaning his emotional self is very romantic and sentimental. He is deeply loyal to the people he cares about and tries to maintain security and stability within those relationships. He often feels powerless to fix messy situations, but his way of thinking through things is sensible and practical. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so what we're seeing with Marx is like this deep, deep steadfastness. And like literally, even if you haven't read any of Capital, whether it's volume one or volume two or the Grandrissa or any of this shit, like just looking at the sheer volume of his work is enough to know that dude is a stubborn piece of work. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. It's just how it is. Just how it is, you know. So our next, you know, person on the list is Emma Goldman, uh, friend of the pod. Um. Thank you so much, Emma, <laughs> for your continue. If you, if, okay, first of all, if you haven't listened to the Emma Goldman episode, do yourself a favor and listen to it. I think it's one of our best episodes. Well, if nothing else, you get to hear Zoe making fun of me for literally like frantically going through like binders of essays that i've had printed out of emma goldman oh, i forgot about that oh my god yeah we were recording and i just heard laura like frantically flipping pages into the mic um anyway so emma goldman i want to say that earlier today before we looked up her chart i texted laura that mm-hmm. i felt really confident that emma goldman had a lot of water sign what does what does having a lot of water sign mean great question laura um water signs are very like emotionally forward, very uh, in tune with their emotions and very willing to share them with others. Mm-hmm. Um, Unless off- you're Scorpio. Yes. Scorpios have all those emotions and are mad about them. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. They have that emotional like in tune but are like, I fucking hate this. We're never talking about this. Yes. Uh, Scorpio is like the goth water sign. Yes, I agree. <laughs> but... Yeah, so Emma Goldman's son is in cancer. 
which... Okay, sun and cancer, meaning they are fundamentally sensitive, nurturing, and gentle. Their emotions may seem like a burden to them. They're deeply committed to their relationships and being good to the people they care about. They may have trouble with self-discipline. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we we know this to be true for Emma. Yeah. So, again, I highly recommend you check out our Emma Golden episode. But generally, we talk about her being a thought in the best way. Um, but, like, an emo- she's, like, obsessed with love. And sex, but she's obsessed with love and she's got moods. She's got feelings about it. And not only that, but like I think her approach to politics, the way that we see her talking about like the institution of marriage is like (laughs) she's not just like against the institution of marriage. She's like upset about it. (laughs) She's like, how dare it? How dare something destroy love in its truest form? (laughs) Yeah. And and for these reasons, we stand. We stand. <laughs> <laughs> so her moon is in Aquarius, which although you would think Aquarius is a water sign, it's not. It's an air sign. Yes, it's um, the water bearer. Yeah. So as we were saying, moon rules emotions, moods, and feelings. It's likely the sign that you most think of yourself as. Emma's moon is in Aquarius, meaning her emotional self is intuitive, observant, detached, and rational. She's often in her own world, uh, but can be scared of how she truly feels. And we don't really see this with her because I think her cancer son is very powerful. Like, I don't think we see, like, her holding back, I guess, in her writing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I guess there's no way to really know, of course. But, like, at least to me, all of her writing is not only, like, so straightforward but it's also like very specifically accessible for the time like one of the things that emma does so well is like write all of this incredible anarchist theory and then is just like but i'm gonna make it very like plain and easy to read because fuck the hierarchies of academic institutions and we stand um, and like also that I guess like I feel that in her Aquarius moon because the Aquarius folks are like the ones that are most likely to be like the social justice warriors. And so like they yeah, absolutely. they constantly have that like, uh, you know, like a sense of the greater good, I guess. And so like I could see her like thinking about love as something radical and and marriage as being so offensive is like the type of social justice mindset that you see when you see like anything in Aquarius. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And as we were talking about with like Marx's rising sign, I think that's good to note, like the Aquarius loves to like fight for the underdog is very into like what is just and um, like kind of being like anti-establishment. So it makes sense that in these charts, we actually see a lot of Aquarius. There's a lot more to come. (laughs) Um, And then her rising sign is Scorpio, which you might recognize from Laura's chart. (laughs) And it's also Jeremy Corbyn's. The reason I know that is because I read Jeremy Corbyn's chart last week. So, um, you know, notable leftists have this, as they're rising, which, <laughs> which here's what it means. Uh, ascendant and Scorpio mean, meaning they come across as passionate, incisive, cunning, strategic, and perceptive. Their intense and tenacious drive comes off as intimidating and powerful, if not malicious or aggressive. Yup. 
It's funny because I just read that from your chart, Laura. <laughs> uh, hey. I was like, I didn't know the Scorpio rising my co-star. It's Laura. Yep. It's me. Um, yeah. What do you think? Yeah. How do you feel that you and Emma both exhibit your your Scorpio risings? There's a bunch of passages from when Emma Goldman was writing and that like specifically talk about the fear that powerful men had of her. <laughs> um, yes. And like they would, they would, she would like kind of make fun of them in her writing and be like, these men quake at, at the sight of, or the, the, they quake at the idea that I could speak to a group of people because they're so terrified of how influential I could be. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that like, it's weird because I think anyone who knows me for more than two seconds, like, is like, oh, you're just a kind, friendly person. But when people first meet me, they do have that same like feeling of intimidation. So I don't love that about myself, but I have gotten that so many freaking times. Yeah. Also, I know as you talked about on our Emma Goldman episode that like you, when you first read Emma, felt immediately like very connected to her. And I feel like that kind of makes sense because you also have a Scorpio moon. So like the way she was like presenting herself, you were like this. Yes, it's me. <laughs> this is me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, keeping it in the, the realm of romance and also water signs. <laughs> um. A really important planet that we talk a lot about a lot on our roasted series is Venus because Venus um, determines how and what you love. It indicates how you express affection and the qualities you're attracted to. So, you know, Venus is the planet of love. And I think that it's it's really cool how we see it show up in these powerful figures, too. Um, But Emma's Venus is in Cancer, meaning... Her romantic side is gentle, thoughtful, and sentimental. She loves being tender, kind, and nurturing to the people that she loves. She's intensely loyal, but this may stem from a fear of rejection, which is really interesting. All around interesting, but definitely like all of her writing on love suggests that she is a cancer in Venus, and she she really feels strongly about it. Yeah, she, she has a lot of feels. Should we read some of her so, um, quotes? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Do you want to read the first one? Sure. So, if love does not know how to give and take without restrictions, it is not love, but a transaction that never fails to lay stress on a plus and a minus. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like this is so cancer because not only are cancers like very forthright with their emotions, but they get very frustrated when other people aren't. Yes. Um. And so it's like, especially in this, especially in this planet in Venus. Right. Yeah. And a second Emma quote. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm seeing why you're why you pulled this one. Okay, go. Oh, (laughs) I did not believe that a cause which stood for a beautiful ideal for anarchism, for release and freedom from convention and prejudice should demand the denial of life and joy. I insisted that our cause could not expect me to become a nun and that the movement would not be turned into a cloister. If it meant that, I did not want it. Mm. So I'm seeing her Aquarius moon here. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like that, again, that sense of greater good, like her idea that um, 
a beautiful idea for freedom of convention and prejudice. Like if, if you like, I love, I love specifically her, her ideas on religion. And when, you know, I love her specific sense of greater morals because she goes really in the face of particularly at the time because she was often writing at the, in the early 1900s and um she would just be like no like screw your morals like the actual like she had such an intense sense of greater good which is like such an Aquarius move and I love that right here she's like calling out religion with the imagery of the nun stuff um so love to see it <laughs> Yeah, totally. Should we go on to the next one? Yes. It's your girl, Rosa. Woo! The queen of democracy. I'm realizing I'm like, do people even know the theories behind these people? Well, if you should listen to more episodes. If you, don't. I was going to say, those are different episodes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, do you want to yeah, start us off with Rosa? Yeah, I'll start us off. So Rosa's son is a Pisces. So uh, another water sign. Truly love I to love see it. I love this for her. I yeah. truly love this for her. Because honestly, you don't see many, if any, leaders that are Pisces. Like when we did the presidential episode, no one oh, had yeah. any Pisces in any of their really important signs. So Pisces are known kind of for being like maybe a little passive, very dreamy and idealistic, um, which. And I think super introverted. Yes. Because Um, Pisces are like so empathetic to other people's feelings that I think it's just super exhausting for them a lot to be around other people. Yes. Um, At least, yeah, of like the Pisces friends that I have. That's definitely true. (laughs) Exactly. So. For those of you that don't know, um, when a sun is in Pisces, it means that they are fundamentally dreamy, insightful, and in their own world. They exist on a chaotic plane of the divine that is not at all material. Their rich imagination endows them with a strong intuition for hidden emotional currents. When they take offense, it is deeply, and they aren't necessarily interested in reconciliation. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes Absolutely. yeah like pisces yeah pisces are the definition of just like feeling too much yep um like too much for themselves like truly exhaust themselves with how many feelings they have yes <laughs> <laughs> um, but also i mean i love a pisces P- pisces friends are great because they are super empathetic um and yeah And I actually like, I mean, like, I love to see this in a leftist leader because like you don't, I don't know. I mean, like, of course, we hopefully all know this on this podcast, but like that, like neoliberal hawkishness that many, particularly women, feel like they need to show in order to become women of power because like feminine qualities, like quote unquote feminine qualities, which like show up in really Pisces type ways, um, I think people try to shy away from as leaders, but I I love that she has this. And also when we get to her moon sign, it like everything else makes sense <laughs> because yeah. like she's not a very passive person um, and she's like she's very OK with um, like the some risk taking behavior and stuff like that, which Pisces are. But we'll we'll get there. Yeah, for sure. 
All right. Well, her moon is in Leo. So Leo is a fire sign. Zoe and I are also fire signs. We're the other two fire signs. Um, a fire sign, because I don't think we've had one yet, um, is... Are the best. They're the best. <laughs> They're perfect. That's it. We're done. <laughs> and this has been roasted. <laughs> um <laughs> Fire signs are the ones that are known for, like, getting shit done. So um, they're, like, the doers. So if you think of water sign as the feelers, air signs as the... Earth signs are, like, the... Oh, yeah, go ahead. Air signs as the thinkers. Yeah, I was going to say earth signs are, like, the planners. Yes. Um, And And we're the fun ones. We just go do it. We're just going to go fucking do it. Um, (laughs) Feel nothing. Plan nothing. Think nothing. Just go do it. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, and so Leos are known particularly like they're the a word that is really often uh, associated with Leos is popular or popularity. So it's fun that her son is in uh, Pisces, but she has this like kind of polar vibe. Um, so a moon in Leo means that her emotional self is dramatic, proud, expressive, idealistic and somewhat self-centered. She needs a lot of love, care, and validation from other people. And actually, this ties really, really a lot into the Pisces stuff, too, because Pisces are are dreamy and stuff like that, too. Yeah, I was just trying to find... Oh, no, it's Aquarius. I thought that um, Pisces and Leo might be op- like opposite on the wheel, but it's Leo and Aquarius. Oh. I was wrong. I, I couldn't do math on the months. I was close. <laughs> so never mind to that idea that I thought I had. Um, <laughs> no worries. I have this book. Um, it's from Verso. It's called The Letters of Rosa Luxemburg. I would definitely recommend it. It's not necessarily a book you're going to like read all the way through. It's just an anthology of letters like in order. So you could read it all the way through. But I just think it's fun to sometimes like read a couple um, letters. They always say who they're to. And, um, you know, it's mostly like between her and other leftists of the time. And overall, like you could definitely see her Pisces energy. She always starts off the letters with like, my dear beloved, like my dearest, I miss you so much. Like she has very, uh, very caring openings. They're not like cold mm-hmm. letters, mm-hmm. Um, even when they are about kind of organizing things. But this one I thought was particularly sweet and short. So I'm just going to read the whole thing. This was to Marta Rosenbaum. To my dear beloved Marchin, I'm sending you together with a thousand greetings, the first issue of Rochefant, the struggle over which has kept me breathless from morning till night all the past many days. I have the most urgent need to see you, to hug you, to talk to you. Kurt Rosenfeld told me you felt hurt by me. For me, that was like having a roof tile fall on my head. I love this. During the whole time of our friendship, haven't I earned so much trust that misunderstandings would be ruled out? It was painful for me. Well, even this has to be accepted. We have to talk and no shadow can be allowed to stand between me and my dear Marta with the heart of gold. I tried to reach you by phone yesterday, but the call didn't go through. And later, I didn't have a moment to spare. I want to see if I can get through to you today. In the meantime, I embrace you with all the love and loyalty of of old a thousand times, greeting you and your husband as well. Your Rosa L. So I just like I love it. I love it. She's so sweet. Like she, you could see the empathy of Pisces, like I was talking about, because she found out that she might have hurt her friend's feelings and was like, "A roof tile has fallen on my head. I cannot go on until you have <laughs> forgiven me, please." <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, I have nothing to say because my Venus is in Pisces. And so in romantic situations, if I feel like I've hurt anyone, like the thing that it says when your Venus is in Pisces is that you're very easy to take advantage of in a romantic sense. Mm -hmm. And I find that to be true because I'll just be like, oh, my God, I heard your feelings. (gasps) I mean, not to say that I haven't been a shitty person in relationships. We all have. But I think Pisces are very quick to like feel so sorry. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, if if you want to know more about Rosa, we'll probably do a whole episode on her at some point. Or you could just buy this book and read all her letters and then you will understand what a Pisces is. That's what I'm fucking talking about. <laughs> so our next person that we have is Angela Davis. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I forgot what I remember now what she is. And I'm like, oh, my God. So, oh, yeah. We talked a bit about Aquarius being the social justice people of the Zodiac and Angela Davis's sun and moon are in Aquarius. So big energy going on there. Yeah. Yeah. Big fighting for the underdog energy, which is, yeah, exactly what she did. So I kind of feel like we should just read some quotes and then go into her stuff just for time okay. stuff. How do you feel about yeah, that? Yeah, sure. Because we talked about yeah, the I sun think- and moon, and that's the biggest stuff. Her rising, her mask that she presents to the world is in Taurus. So we've actually seen all uh, or both of those signs before. Yeah. Um, and so I, and it's interesting because um, her rising is in Taurus, and which is mine. Amazing. And her moon and sun are in Aquarius, and that's actually the opposite of Marx. So Marx's sun and moon were in Taurus, and his rising was in Aquarius, and it's vice versa for Angela Davis, which is cool. Also, her Venus is in Sagittarius, which is the most perfect sign. Take my word for it. Okay. Yeah. So actually, um. you have you have more than one thing matching Angela Davis because your rising is Taurus and your Venus is Sag. So my kindred spirit. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, we can maybe, like, we have a few quotes we can read and just, like, connect them back to that since we've already, like, read most of what those signs are. Yeah. So the first quote we have here says, when Obama was elected president, a prisoner said, one black man in the White House doesn't make up for a million black men in the big house. So pretty straightforward. And I think we see a lot of that Aquarius energy. Definitely. I try never to take myself for granted as somebody who should be out there speaking. Rather, I'm doing it only because I feel there's something important that needs to be conveyed. It's amazing. Okay. Because <laughs> like, if that yeah, was an Aries, an Aries would just be like, I also love it. Right. <laughs> love to be the center of attention. Like, yeah. She's like, I don't want this attention, but like, I have to do it. I like, must. Someone has to do it. I yeah. must. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really, really cool. Um. Okay, so this next one is, you have to act as if it were possible to radically transform the world, and you have to do it all the time. Um, And again, I think there's this, like, deep sense of morality that comes from Aquarius's of, like, this, like, greater thing. And so, um, like, she's, like... I think I think we see like actual optimism here too, which is which is cool um, because you don't get that in other signs, so it's fun. Yeah, I feel like that's Taurus rising energy as well because it's like that kind of stubborn and like persistent. Yeah, yeah, of like you just have to do it, keep doing it. Yeah, and I think that so in this next quote, um, I see it in her Aquarius stuff a lot, and the. The main way that I'm I'm seeing it here is um, 
she's uh, Angela Davis is extremely good at erasing these like walls or illusory boundaries between um, struggles of oppression. So, um, yeah. So the quote is. The roots of sexism and homophobia are found in the same economic and political institutions that serve as the foundations of racism in this country. And more often than not, the same extremist circles that inflict violence on people of color are responsible for the eruptions of violence inspired by sexist and homophobic homophobic biases. Our political activism must clearly manifest our understanding of these connections. So I love this, again, because there's that sense, like, as a Marxist, it's really good to think about things in terms of the class struggle. And, like, yes, we can understand how different identities make um, our oppressions unique, but it also shouldn't divide us necessarily. We can understand each other's um, maybe specific oppression if it's, like, due to race or different identifiers, And then also understand our shared struggle underneath that. And so I think she's really good at, again, thinking of that bigger picture, which I I think is really associated with Aquarius. Yeah, definitely. Big Aquarius energy. B-A-E. Bay. Oh, my (laughs) God. Aw. Okay. So we have two more, and we're going to try to go through them fast. But our next one is Malcolm X. Um. His sun is in Taurus, so same as Marx. His moon is in Aries, which we have not seen yet. So um, try to remember back to the sun in Taurus that we saw with um, <laughs> with our pale Marx um, and kind of all those things that go with that. But I have an Aries moon pulled up. And so uh, Malcolm's moon is in aries meaning his emotional self is independent energetic and enthusiastic he has a tendency to feel inadequate and overcompensate just because failure is a possibility (sighs) roasted but um yeah i mean aries are all about like independent energetic pushing things forward uh it's what we do and his risings in capricorn which essentially means he comes across as really serious (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I have uh, Capricorn rising pulled up. So yes. ascendant in Capricorn, meaning they come across as conservative, serious, and rational, perhaps even grave. They seem to make decisions in a responsible, practical, and prudent way. Their ambitions may come off as opportunistic. Yep. Um, yeah, and then I think we'll just do a, a, a couple quotes. Yep. Don't be in a hurry to condemn because he doesn't do what you do or think as you think or as fast. There was a time when you didn't know what you know today. Ooh, I fucking love this quote. This is how yeah. I feel about our fucking podcast. I agree. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think there's a, like this sense of righteousness there, um, which mm-hmm. definitely comes both with Taurus and Aries. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I love that. Because also, I think that Aries can come across as assholes, (laughs) speaking as one myself, Um, just in the sense that Aries can bulldoze things. And so the fact that he's using his Aries self, like we're not seeing Aquarius in his chart, um, but we are seeing um, this Aries moon, which I think can, when it's like in that more evolved state that we're seeing with Malcolm X, X clearly it's like yeah I'm gonna stand up for the little guy but Aries don't 
always do that. They can, and it's really awesome yeah. when they do, but they don't always. Yeah. Yeah. The other reason I wanted to include that quote, I just thought it was important. And like, there's this tendency for people on the left to be so like dismissive of libs. And as Kellen famously said on our revolutionary romance episode, like you can teach a lib class politics, especially if they're like, they're not a billionaire. They're just like, you know, a regular person. That's a lib. Like everyone has had their political journey. You did not always know everything that you know now. So, you know, yeah. Sometimes you got to get off your high horse. Well, and we have to also remember that institutions of knowledge are also based in deep hierarchies. So whether you've been afforded the opportunity to go to college or even grad school, um, not everyone has that opportunity and not everyone also um, like like a lot of our language and our understanding of academic language and the lineage of like white Protestant men writing shit Um means that there is already um, uh, like an ease and a sense of knowledge if you are also white and have like, I don't know. So there's a lot of like roots in white supremacy in this language and stuff like that too. So it's cool that um, Malcolm X is seeing that and saying that and kind of like continuing to point that out too. Yeah. And then our second quote for him when a person places the proper value on freedom, there's nothing under the sun that he will that he will not do to acquire that freedom. Whenever you hear a man saying he wants freedom, in the next breath, he's going to tell you what he won't do to get it or what he doesn't believe in doing in order to get it. He doesn't believe in freedom. A man who believes in freedom will do anything under the sun to acquire or preserve his freedom. Mm-hmm. And once again, I think this is a lot of Taurus and a lot of Aries. Yeah. Because he's like, Aries are you know, fire signs, the doers, he's like, you have to do whatever it takes, but also the Taurus. Never stop. (laughs) What? Never stop. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I think, um, I think that's pretty good on him just in the name of time. So, uh, we're going to go on to our last, uh, I was going to say best for last. I don't, I don't know. We can't, we had fucking Emma Goldman on here. You know that she's my number one bae. Also, no, I realized I 100% don't believe that it's true that it's the best for last. Right. Yes. Right. (laughs) Of course. But I mean, in terms of roasting a chart, it's going to be really fun. And so maybe in that way, it's the best for last, but it's not like, it's not like, uh, and the quote is definitely the best. Yes. So (laughs) the, our last one is Leon Trotsky. The one and only. Um, the one and only. So oh. um, his son is in Scorpio. So we've seen Scorpio in a rising before. Um, but Scorpios are like those really intense emotions, but like kind of secretive about it or like um, maybe like mysterious about it. But Scorpios, if you don't know this, are kind of known for also their uh, affiliation with sex. So that's the thing about Scorpios. And his... His moon, so th- there are there are signs that are associated with romance and sex. Um, and I will generally say that they are all the fire signs. <laughs> um, Scorpio, Libra, and Taurus. Like I was going to, if you had to pick one from the other signs, I would right. say that those would be the ones. Um, yeah, we went over that Taurus is the horny earth sign. Right. So, and then L- Libra, I would say, is the horny air sign. And... Um, Scorpio is the horny water sign. So um, what we see here uh, is his sun in Scorpio, which is that energy. His moon and rising are in Leo, um, which is uh, what 
we saw with Rosa Luxemburg. And Leos um, are that kind of like, they like the attention. It's used with popularity, but also like there's a sexual vibe there. Um, his Venus, which is his love planet. is Okay, like, wait. Also, um, it's kind of wild that his name was Leon and he has a double Leo. That's true. Things are happening there. Things are happening there. <laughs> <laughs> that means something, but go on. His Venus is in Libra. So that's, again, that like more romantic air sign. Um, his Mars, which is Mars we didn't really go into, but it's like your sex and aggression, is in Taurus, which is, again, that central one. And his Mercury, which is the way that he writes and thinks, is in Sagittarius. So there is a lot of energy going on there. <laughs> There's a lot happening. And we've kind of run out of time on our own way. Like, I feel like we went way in depth on Mark. So we're not doing Trotsky justice here. But honestly, who cares? It's mostly for you to get the idea that this dude is a freak. Um <laughs> And if you have yeah. already listened to our second um, Revolutionary Romance episode, you know what's about to come. But we had to do it again because, like, truly, there's we, nothing we more. Had to. We we truly had to. So, and I'm gonna have Zoe read it this time because. Okay. <clears throat> wow, what an honor. <laughs> so this is, if you did not hear it on the other episode, <laughs> this is a letter. Um, also known as a proto-sext, yes, from Trotsky to Natalia Sedova. Since I arrived here, my poor prick has not once got hard. <laughs> it's as if it doesn't exist. <laughs> I have to read it in a voice that doesn't sound like me. I don't know what else to do. Yeah, no, it's good. <laughs> it, too, is taking a rest after the tension of the past few days. But I, myself, all of me, apart from it, am thinking with tenderness about your sweet old cunt. <laughs> I want to stuff it. To push my tongue right into its depths. Nataloshka, sweetest. I'm going to fuck you hard with my tongue and my prick. Dang. So that's I mean, been roasted. <laughs> <laughs> so if you liked that, um, sign up for our Patreon where there is a lot more roasted content. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, that is... Uh... <laughs> a fun note to end it on um that's it have a good friday or whatever day you're listening to this yeah i also would say um if if you wanted to know more about like astrology basics we do have an astrology episode with an actual astrologer um alice sparkly cat and she does a really good job of of going through some of um not only astrology 101 but also like where as a western society we are falling short in our reading and understanding of of astrology um and how it can be linked to like colonial tendencies and stuff like that so definitely worth a listen um i know that when zoe and i are like thinking about these roasted series we really try to keep that in mind yeah totally um yeah i feel like there's a lot of like parts of astrology it can be confusing if you don't already know it but we we try to explain it like as much as we can without being too uh you know too wordy too yeah if you hate astrology (laughs) get over it (laughs) cancel so yeah uh hope you enjoyed it um astrology is something that we've decided to do on this podcast not only because it's super fun and it's a cool heuristic device but also um it's like rooted in like 
a lot of lineage of like women processing things and stuff like that too. So love its association with witch stuff. Oh yeah, you can check out our witch episode. We talk about it there too. We talk about astrology a lot. So if y'all aren't aware of this yet, like come on. Any hoodles. You can <laughs> um find us on Instagram and Twitter at Season of the Bee. Um we are at seasonofthebee.com. We have a Gmail, season of the bee at gmail.com. You can send us your thoughts. Um you can rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. We love reading really fun reviews. We had one recently that said, um, give season of the bee your money or else they'll all start dating each other. And I was like, why can't we have both of those things? Um, yeah, we're already dating each other, but we would love to have your money. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Send us your money on Patreon. We would love to continue to do the fun things that we do. And it's helpful with money because we live and, in a society. Yeah. And once you sign up for our Patreon, you can send us your chart and then you will be featured on a roasted. That's right. Okay. I love you. I think that's it. My roasted, my roasted BB. My Sagittarius Yay. queen. Yes. Oh my God. I'm so sad that Sag season is almost over. It's I like, literally cannot even think up. about the it's fact so that Capricorn up. season is about to start. Like it's literally Ugh. offensive. It's not good. It's not great. It's not great, folks. <laughs> okay. Love you. <laughs> okay. Love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>